yesterday Read all the rules about OBA Gonna use it in my game today Can't wait to use some OBA artillery It's way harder than it needs to be There's confusion reigning over me Yeah, OBA is not easy the radio to contact the battery if things don't go wrong place AR roll accuracy OBA replace the AR with a spotting round roll for drift to see where it hits the ground Oh, I believe the round will stray Where the SR go off the board by Hex Row J I think now it's gone How I long for OB It is such an easy game to play Until you try to use some OBA I'm so done with OBA Hey everybody! Welcome Hello, to everybody. Half Squads. <laughs> I'm Dave. You think we're here? Are we on? We're having some tech. We've been struggling uh, with some technical difficulties tonight, and so uh, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully yeah, which we'll- is. Oh. And it was the last thing Jeff needed. So God bless you, Jeff. I'm doing a shout out to you, <laughs> ASL partner friend. He just spent forty. 40- an hour almost yeah. trying to get my new should I slam HP or not no it's probably well, I don't know it. we don't know for sure if it's your computer or something going on with the Wi-Fi one one yeah. thing you can do if you want to test it is come over to my house and sit in my driveway and connect to my Wi-Fi and <laughs> That's right. we can talk to each other and see how it goes yeah that would be or go to McDonald's park or go to McDonald's right? yeah yeah actually they have better food there yeah, because AT&T couldn't get our landline back on. And I know folks are laughing. Dave has a landline. But well, it's, it's the number I give out when I don't want people calling me. Yeah, it's good to have that. <laughs> and if, if, if they really are someone, they can leave a message, and then I'll hear it up in the kitchen. But Yeah, I know so. people still with a landline. And, it, you know, I don't know how people do it. Now, we don't have a landline. We just use... I have a Google phone number, a Skype phone number, and my cell phone. But all of those say, do not use these to call 911. You can't call 911 on these. So I think if something were to happen, like if the house were to catch on fire, I'd have to run down to the fire department. It's only two blocks. So it's not that bad. That's a good thing. Yeah. But maybe I should put up suit cans and a string or something between here and there. (laughs) Just in case. I don't know. I actually I don't know what you do. I guess I should figure that out. Well, your regular phone, you can call 911, right? No, from your cell phone, you're not supposed to. Well, it, you know, it doesn't connect you. It doesn't know where you are. I mean, Correct. it does. So I, I don't know. I you have to tell them where you're at, right? Yeah. And if you're tied up and you can only say, <laughs> they, they won't know, you know. Yeah, and that happens 
That happens to me a lot. So <laughs> anyway, here we are in 2021. We are having a blast, aren't we, Dave? Ooh. Yeah, we are. 2020 turned out uh, kind of interesting. But sure. we made it through the holidays okay, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, and, yeah, we did and, that Florida trip. And your birthday occurred yes. in there where Dave turned big six zero. Sixty and, years old. And Jeff, your birthday green was one of the best, if not the best, by the way. Oh. So another shout out to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did the puppet show. It's did always... you read that sonnet by memory or know it by memory or uh yes i know that one by memory wow it was impressive my cousins in florida also mentioned it because that was shared with everybody i hope you knew that was going to happen um well you did have your pants on so i did (laughs) i assume i did and i kept checking yes they're (laughs) on You know, I went. To, I did go to a client the other day. It was weird, and I've I've been out. I mean, we we go out a little bit to the grocery store and things like that. We're not completely isolated here or quarantined, but I did go to a client last week, and I actually did. As I walked out of the house, I thought, "Am I wearing pants?" <laughs> you mean the right kind of pants? I, you know, kind of, but kind of. <laughs> I've just been wearing pajamas. I've kind of just been wearing pajamas all day long, and Robin too. Yeah, it's easy to do. Yeah, but we we did get to Florida, and I got to kayak with the Crocs, which is very cool. I'm so, glad you had a good trip, and you you drove down and back, and yes, yeah, yep, drove all the way, so we were pretty safe. And then rented one kayak for me to put in because Laura and Aaron we stick their kayaks in the back of the van and take all the seats out. And when I got put into the water, the guy goes, well, right there's a crock, and just stay 15 feet away. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I had seen on YouTube the footage of the guy getting rammed. And he grabs the mangrove trees. And I mentioned this to the woman giving us the rental the night before. A crock rammed? Yeah, rammed his kayak. And he goes all the way over, but he grabs the, the mangrove trees coming out of the water and over top. And yeah keeps himself upright and then it, then the thing goes away so i i mentioned that of course to the woman you know renting the kayak kayak the night before i put in and uh yeah she kind of went oh yeah that that doesn't happen and i i you know i didn't say oh go watch the youtube video you know we're kind of living in a climate where that happens a lot well people say it, no that doesn't happen yeah, well, they eat dogs. You saw the guy trying to save his puppy, I think, didn't you? By opening uh, I actually a couldn't watch that. It seemed too extreme. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he, he saved the dog, though. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so anyway, uh, the, the guy put me in. He goes, yeah, just stay 15 feet away. You'll be fine. And then we, I kayaked up to the ramp where Laura and Aaron were putting in. Yeah. So, hey, man, I already, I already saw a crack already back there. And then... Laura goes, really? And she looks around and she goes, there's one right there. And it was sitting by me, uh, looking up the ramp, just halfway, you know, its head is out on, yeah, just waiting for some birds to land or something. And we go back up a little. And when we put out, I saw the big one. I think I'd already told you, right? The 12 footer. Yeah. When I put out and walked back to where Laura and Aaron were pulling up and that other one was back. And... Yeah, the the guy said, you know, well, they don't really attack anyone here. It's not like Africa or India. Where well, that's good to know. Yeah, is it but, really no you know, one? If it's a if, if it's a twelve foot crock, fifteen feet does not seem like enough for distance. I mean, even in driving, <laughs> when you're driving, it should be three car lengths. I should be I should be three <laughs> crocodile lengths at least. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, that's, I give you a lot of credit for going down and doing that. I mean, we don't get a lot of crocs up here around Chicago, so maybe we're complacent with nature. Yes. A lot of predator of of any kind. Yeah. So anyway, great trip. Dropped Aaron off at college and back again. So then did a big walk today out at the Deer Grove West. Mm -hmm. No crocs. No crocs. Just, just my daughter. 
doing that calling the cows. Now oh. I have a stick, Jeff, so I won't fall over when I have to close the door. <laughs> I have a stick. You are yeah. so space age. Last week I fell right over. You did. Yeah, you you didn't watch Megan, the video Megan, I sent Megan, you. Yeah, Megan. Uh, Megan does the cow calling like like. Yeah. You didn't see the video I sent you yet. I, I didn't. I don't remember you sending me a video. Where? Uh, into the text. In. No. Yeah, sure. I, I sent. I sent these two. Is this gonna work? Who's that? And then I. And then this one to follow up. Did you send me that on WhatsApp? No. <laughs> Ran into a tree. That Ran right into a tree, cool. Jeff. Here it is. <laughs> you know what? I got your message that you were going to be 15 minutes late to our meeting tonight. And so I didn't scroll up and look at the pictures. I feel I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's okay. That's so great. I love that cow calling that they do in Norway or yes. Sweden, whatever it is, or Switzerland. And uh, Megan's got the voice for it. So did you? Did the cows come? Yeah, yeah. Then we had to run from cows. Yeah, there was <laughs> a huge herd just coming at us oh, trying yeah. to ram us. <laughs> I think uh, you could do a yeah. show. Def, Dave's... Uh, Nature Adventures. Probably should. Indeed. It'd probably be more interesting than our ASL adventures. <laughs> I don't know. We got some good ones to share. Are we gonna are we gonna share the um log files, you think, tonight? Uh oh boy, put me on the spot. Do we know how to do that? <laughs> yeah, you have to bring them up and then do a yeah. screen share. And then we wanted to finish the Noba notes. Right. And then maybe get to the we got a little what's in the box. In now. the box. Which one you want to do first? I hear some something ticking. Have you got like one of those little wind up crackers <laughs> jump around? On the, no. Like, that's what it sounds like. No? Okay. It's just me. I'm hallucinating. It could be Laura walking upstairs. It doesn't sound like her walking, but or like when the house is freezing outside and the heater's on. And... I don't know. Yeah, this was more like. Oh man! Well, no. There it goes again. Now it stopped. Maybe it's your pacemaker. So we got some mail. I you dropped some mail off for me the other day. Oh, yes. Uh, let's do a little brief letters. It's pretty comical. Dave, Dave, Dave drives over or walks over or flies over or bikes over and drops things on the side porch at my house in a bag. And so I go out there with tongs and I pick them up and <laughs> I hang the bag in the garage for three days. You know, so that the uh, COVID-19 will die off and then I bring them in. That's what I did with this. But we got a nice letter from New England Volunteers. Yes. Like a, it looks like a Christmas card. Isn't it? But actually what it is, is a tiny little uh, scenario card. So you can play this scenario. And this is what people should be sending out. Yes. For Christmas. <laughs> Those dumb cards with pictures of your family. Isn't that great? Nobody wants to see your family anymore. No, you nah. want a scenario. Yeah, no, this is this is much better. So yeah, it's it's a little scenario card. Yeah, I don't know how we rated with them this this year, but I, it's really we made it onto the humble. mail list. Yeah, and this this scenario is called Mother Russia. It's designed by Joe Gachinsky with a layout by Tom Morin, and mm -hmm. yeah. It's a complete scenario, and it's got it uses uh, boards Z and Y, and you can see just a little bit of Z and Y yeah. in the center. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a full order of battle and SSRs and everything. That's pretty cool. Think we'll play yeah. that? 
Yep, I think we should for sure. I mean, that would that would be a one day game. Yeah, even for us doing our two hour stint, extended out. You were just talking about a landline, and it took me back to the days of yesteryear. And now we're opening mail. I mean, <laughs> this is really rough. Well, yeah, we'll have a lot of electronic email later next show. Maybe. Okay. Then we got this lovely card. <laughs> Kind there's of looks a sim- like- yeah, there's a similarity there. Yeah, with uh, Bob, Bob Ross, and I uh, hope your holidays are a real blowout. So this is from Dennis Donovan, and I like this because it's actually a birthday card, and he scratched out the word birthday and put in holidays because <laughs> Dennis really goes all out. That's pretty I've nice. Actually, I've done that also, to be quite honest with you. I do that too, actually. I've done that with my kids for 30 years. It's Uh, worth it. Yeah, it's when the kids turned, uh, like my daughter, my oldest daughter just turned 30. So as I do every year, I bought her a car. I bought her a year of Four. (laughs) And then I added a zero. (laughs) Those are the best cards. No, you actually do, right? You're not just I do that, yeah. Yeah, because it's funny. It's funny. They, They like it. And we also, is there more mail? Well, oh, well, yeah, just apologies to, to, did I have the right name on it? Is it, excuse me, uh, Karsten Weiser? I can't quite read it. It's, it's been, uh, Karsten, we tried, I think he won the contest on, um, Twitter. And you can see we tried to mail it to you. He he said, "Oh, I'm overseas. Don't bother mailing it." And I, I said, "No, gosh darn it, we are." Oh, Jeff, the address is showing. Uh, we are mailing this to you, and um, it came back a month later or three weeks later. So we messed. I messed that up. I'm sorry. We're not going to try and send it again. So our apologies. It's going to go back into the. Uh prize drawer i think this is yeah well broken ground, broken ground design or something counters. yeah it was the uh, i think it was the question mark uh or the sniper counters with all the different numbers oh, okay what's in the box how'd that cow thing go oh no not like that E-I-E-I-O. that's old mcdonald that ought to call it few cows we had gotten several packs from the um kansas city gentlemen our other best friends we have so many best friends now and this is the asl march madness players pack is that showing up okay in there that's, yes it actually that's a great cover yes it's not a bad cover it oh, is actual, actual artwork so at yeah. some point we could do a box uh, art review on it yeah but for today you have uh the inside has some designer notes here they have 10 scenarios designed by eight different players many making their first attempt at a scenario design and there's one scenario with extreme winter and a large bunker and they tell you we'll tell you about them a little bit and um development team dan best dave moreski rich rick reinish and paul works that rick boy he's everywhere isn't he? he and is. I like the back cover, Jeff. It shows you all the scenarios. And then you may remember our last pack from them came with a little map inside, a specialty board with different levels of building. To, oh, yes. To play for the March Madness guys. Well, this one on the seems to come with some kind of other map. And I haven't been able to decipher it yet. It seems to be an ASL map. Well, it's maybe got different levels or something and so i haven't figured it out yet but one of these keep scenarios working. keep working yeah, on that one of these scenarios must you must use it so yeah so you had some other scenarios yeah you could screen I share got, yeah i got three of them here yes let me screen share let me uh this is called i want to be a millionaire i cannot read who designed this but this looks like a great scenario this is this takes place in Finland, Finns against the Russians during the Winter War. And uh, this is going to be a great slugfest. I mean, it looks pretty intense here. Um, 
this has got uh, ground snow with no wind at the start, and it's extreme winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fins have winter camouflage. All the orchard hexes are crags, and valley hexes are bog hexes, or bog terrain. So this is going to be nasty to be navigating through. And apparently this particular action takes place somewhere very close to the Mannerheim line, which was the defensive line that separated Finland from Russia, much like the Maginot line, but not nearly as as cool. But still, <laughs> fairly formidable. In this particular case, there are the Finns set up with a hilltop that has two very big bunkers on them. One supposedly cost a million. Well, I can't remember what the their name of their currency is, but a million of them. Oh, oh, clever title there. Yes. So there's two bunkers on a hill. I I haven't actually looked at the maps yet, but two bunkers on a hill, and the bunkers are connected with. They have a cellar under them, and they're connected with that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can go down in there and move back and forth, but don't get caught in there. If both bunkers get destroyed and you're you still have squads down there, they's going to be gone, and not in a good way. And this is the fins. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Dave Timmon and I will have to put that one on our list if that's okay, Jeff. I kind of have a love to see how that turns out. Prearranged agreement with Dave since his last name is Timonen, which is Finnish. Yeah. That so was designed got, by Daniel Best. Okay, great. So it's got three those three pillboxes. Well, actually, it's got five pillboxes. And then nine trenches and 12 wire counters. I mean, the Finns are really going to be dug in. And the Russians are, have to win if they control or eliminate both of the 157 pillboxes. So they've got their work cut out for them. Looks like a blast. We'll have to play, you, you'll have to play that in the summer. I wouldn't want to play that in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually, I like breaking out a miniature winter game with white cloth and white covered trees when it's summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's true. It just yeah. feels refreshing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I looked at here, the last one in the pack, a firefight on Weinberg Ridge, which I enjoyed looking at because it has, um, the Americans and the Germans, and there's a two companies of Germans that were coming on the SS Mountain Division, and uh, they were coming ahead and coming on the side. And once during the game, the German leader can do this um, whistle, and I I read the pre and the aftermath and couldn't really figure out what the reference for that was but a tank whistle they call it tank warning charges when used the german player can specify two hexes of americans and then they have to roll a morale check so this must have been something they did to frighten the defenders and the americans are all in these foxholes um dug in and then historically they were getting flanked on the one side by the one unit and coming on the front the other and it's a six and a half turn half a board with the wood overlays on it. Woods three and woods four. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> very, very nice. How many turns? Six and a half. Nice. Fun. Oh, and the Americans got a special role for some intermittent mortar support. And this is night. So, Jeff, I was thinking you and I, night. Now that we're becoming two, adept. Maybe we'll try that one. That would be great. Uh, I've got one here. I guess I'll share my screen again. I've got one here called Muse, French Counterattack, which takes place in France in early part of the war, May of 1940. And this one looked really interesting to me because look at this. So it uses uh, board 16 and 33, just half of board 16 and 33. And it's a very Spartan setup here. There are 10 French oh, tanks. Oh, yeah. This is FCM-36s, which is a, a cute little thing. You just want to <laughs> take one home and put it in your garage. It and, is. Uh, they are uh, up against, uh, yeah, there it is. 
Um, the Germans are set up with uh, three AT guns and a leader. And the leader actually acts like a artillery leader. So he can actually direct fire of whatever gun he happens to be by. And I suppose you would want to keep him so that he's mobile in case he needs to run from one gun to another. And the French immediately win upon exiting two of the AFVs, two of the ten, off of one edge of the board, or by destroying the two anti, two of the three anti-tank guns. Okay. This looks really fun. <clears throat> it's the kind you can really use also when you're teaching someone yeah. the ba- basics of armor. Right? Just yeah. temporarily get rid of all the other stuff that gets in the way and focus on tank tactics. Yeah. I think the earliest one was like Red Packets. Was that the one where there's just two tank forces on one long board, I think? I actually don't remember that one. I was on Panther Prowls. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. I have another one. Okay. MM50, March Madness 50. It's on Bounding Fireboard P and Q, and it has the uh, square boards. Bounding Fire Productions, makers of the finest products, ASL products in the land. Yeah. Uh, Board 2A, which is those Fortenberry ones that came out. Yeah. That are that odd shape, and they lay sideways, kind of. And let's see the um, ground snow, Americans. The German wins by destroying all the American AFVs. And uh, or exiting, that's right. So, this is the exiting game, also. But it, it really has what I noticed was interesting six turns, but 25 German infantry squads. Wow, yeah, uh, plus some more than 28 and two Panzer fives, ten. Well, no, a ton of tanks. So, I mean, you know. A dozen, a dozen tanks or so, or more, 15. And then the Americans trying to stop the German um, from destroying all the American vehicles or the American trying to exit, uh, 20 infantry squads. Wow. And again, uh, trucks, half tracks, five or so of each, and then some... Tanks, heavy tanks, medium tanks, maybe only 10 or 12 tanks. So I don't know how that would play out. But if you want a dense game with lots of counters, but only six turns, this is your one. And that's Scott Mullins. Scott Mullins. Oh, yeah. Great. So nice work, Scott. Yep. We'd like to try that too. Like? I've got one here called uh, Share My Screen Again. And. We apologize for those people that do not have video. Come on. Oh, yeah. So we have to remember to try to describe pretty well. This scenario is called Cassell Defense. Maybe it's Cassell. This is uh, based in uh, France. This is a little town up on a hill that overlooks Dunkirk and takes place during that action where the British Expeditionary Force was trying to get the heck out of Dodge and... The British are charged with maintaining this the top of this hill uh, against a German onslaught. And uh, the SSRs on this was kind of interesting. Civilian interrogation is in effect. Which, I like I like that role. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and um, I don't know if we've ever played one of those. Do you think we have? Yeah, somewhere along the line, but not very often. Recent one I've been doing was, uh, shoot, was it the ones Dave and I were playing or Mike Rizzi and us doing the Bounding Fire Productions Objective Schmidt? Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's, was it part of the rally wind change roll? Um, get a, a roll? Let's see. Let's take a look at the rules because this is in uh, E2.4. It's very short. Should we, should we go over this really quick? What the interrogation is well you can take a look <clears throat> yeah 
So um, I think it's part of the inherent. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Are, the, you, are you, look, you looking it up? I'm looking at the rules my, right now. Yeah. The wind change roll, and if it's the three or it's the attacker or four, it's the defender. And then you roll again to see what's you learned from the interrogation. Like defense is compromised. You might find out where a hidden wire is or a fortified building, or they have to reveal some concealment counters or dummy counters, things along that nature. I refuse to play with you anymore. You know the rules too well. Well, yeah, but that doesn't <laughs> tell you all the exact details off. I'd have well, to read it again. Yeah, it's not very complicated, but you got the gist of it down. It does happen during the rally phase, during the wind change, like you say, the die roll, and it, and oh. there is some little modification there if you are the attacker or the oh, defender. Friendly you know, territory? Yeah. Friendly territory? territory or not. And uh, so this is, this is the, it gives the attacker an opportunity to find some information, like, and just like you said, there's another die roll, a single die roll. And it determines whether or not the hidden fortification is revealed, which is something that is uh, pertinent to this scenario that that I said uh, that we're oh, looking right. at castle defense uh, because some of the fortifications are set up hip by the British. So the Germans could come in and figure that out. So and it, you can also... Um, reveal hip units or reveal concealed units or you can get false information what oh fake yeah. news i if forgot that seven <laughs> i forgot that oh yeah if you get roll a seven it's called fake news no it's called false information and so that the units using there then get marked with a um, task counter ti counter so this looks really cool like the i like the look of this one too and this uses those, uh, the board, that odd size um, sideboard. So board 33, board 19, and then board 4A. Castle defense. What else do you have? A railroad, the other side of the tracks, uh, Scott Mullins design, Lemberg, France. It has a hex that has a bridge going under the train tracks, which is a normal that's in the normal rules for trains, railroad bridge and hex N6. The road passes beneath it. The railroad's a one-level obstacle. And uh, this one, the American, it's interesting, several of these, they, instead of having a OBA, they just do a special rule for having a smoke OBA. Pick a hex, put an AR on it, make an accuracy roll, place the smoke out. It's only a five-turn game again, so mm -hmm. I think those are great ways to have compromises with OBA rules and not having the radio and everything have to yeah. have to go through the whole process. Um, it's got a lot of rubble on it to open up the game and it uses these uh, sorry the US have to win by controlling the buildings, five of them but it has overlay C and I which I meant to look up but haven't I think those were some original squad leader overlays they were like, they were either one, two, three, four, five, or they were A, B, C, D, and they were mixed terrain, a house and some woods and open ground, all on one overlay. So they huh. weren't as practical as the new ones they used in the advanced version, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I looked at MM48 by Daniel Best, Portiao Hill. Sloska Forest, Poland, 1944. So that's going to be a partisan action. I always love my partisans. So uh, this one, they're up on a hill also. It uses that overlay two. Oh, wait, that one said C, and this one says two. So I don't know. Maybe these came out in earlier March Madness packs. They sent us several we can look through, but for now. Um, or I'll check it on our break and see. Um, so it's about a dozen Germans, all infantry. They have a radio, module 75. They give them the black card automatically, one of those kind of fixes that, you know, Rich likes. And then the, uh... In the first go-round, they give them the black card automatically? Yeah, yeah, the first one. So you're guaranteed yeah. the one. 
it's only seven turns, so it's longer. But uh, the uh, you can have a commissar here, and basically they've got to control seven of the hill hexes. So it's taking the hill up on board 37. And they only get foxholes up on that hill to hold that, I believe is what I read. Yep. I love the partisans. I like to use these as a miniatures games, too, because it's just nice and simple. And I still have my partisans in 15mm Jeff. <laughs> the others I sold, converted to that other game system and sold them all. But I have partisans. Oh, that's right. I don't have Germans, so I have to make up 12 stands of Germans again. <laughs> but that's eh, doable. You can do it. Yeah, and then there's uh, other ones I we didn't look at. Particular, the, oh, the, I guess I did end up looking at the brickworks because it's a Stalingrad. Oh, is and it? Dave and I have finished the uh, veritable, and we have moved on to. I don't know if you knew this. We're, we're now playing a lot of the Voci, Valor of the Guards. Oh, okay. So you've probably seen it on our Twitter. Yes. But, um, yeah. So what what map are you they using on this? Yeah, forty nine. Okay. And then, yeah, it's so I I think forty nine's probably that later city board that came out. Well, yeah, let's look it up. Yeah, you take a look. Uh, and it's five turns, and it's going to be quick. It's they leave the whole board in play, and the Germans have to control three building hexes. Russians got six squads and a gun against the two Stugs coming in. So it's same kind of setup Dave and I have had a lot of. There's, they can Russians can fortify one. They have the Maltovs. There's factories. So that's a quick one. And 46. And that was by Kevin Adams. And then 46, take that hill. Didn't look at that, but it's Australians against Germans. And the Germans want to take a hill. You know, I don't find board 49, so I'll just show you board 45 and say that it's board 49. <laughs> I, I can go. I'll get it on the break. Actually, <laughs> I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't even make fun because people watch this show and they listen to this show and they correct every darn thing we do. So <laughs> this is not board 49. I don't have board 49. Robin must be playing. Maybe she's got a game going upstairs. Did you have, did you have 37 over there? Uh, yeah, I think so. And a six-sided die. If you don't, it, it's probably the one that came out with the finish. I don't know if you got the finish. No, 30, 37. I got 36, but not 37. Yeah, it might be the Woods board that came out. Yeah. So I do got... you have a six-sided dice, Jeff, for the contest winner? Ooh. Roll a one, two is number one three four is number two five six is number three let's see i'm going to use an official two half squad shot glass for our to tumble the dice in okay ready ready it's a one that is alan hume who sent us a speak pipe message alan we're shipping it to scotland I'm so glad. I'm so glad Alan won. Uh, Our so other choice, R Ricardo Garcia. We listened to his speak pipe message last show. And Hong Kong War Gamer also last show. Remember, his was so long and impressive. But, Alan, you have won Decade of War. Congratulations, and Alan. And now that uh, Sean Connery has passed, Alan is my favorite Scotsman. Yes, indeed. He certainly is. So, congratulations, Alan. I'll be in touch. Now here's a word from one of our great sponsors, Ritter Creek. You know about Ritter Creek, Dave? I'm sure you do. Of course you do. They're a regular sponsor for our show and have been for a long time. Listen, folks, go over to RitterCreek.com. If you play ASL, you what, should be going to... What do I find there at RitterCreek.com? All kinds of stuff. Stuff from LeFranc Terrier, from Bounding Fire Productions, from MMP... All ASL stuff. All ASL stuff. Every, everything you would want. Go there. Check out the website. It's a great website. Great place to buy. 
But isn't it sometimes cost prohibitive to have this stuff shipped to your house? Well, this is the beauty of buying from Ritter Creek. You go to one site, you buy stuff. If it's inside the 48 United States, then it's free shipping. Wow. Go to RitterCreek.com today. And we are back from our little break. Did you wash your hands? Yes, Jeff. And look at this. I was totally wrong about the boards. Ah, which one is that? 37. Oh, is a lot of woods for the partisan game right yeah but i thought it might have been the one which i think was 39 which came from hakapali which is a giant hill all covered in woods and 49 i was thinking of 45 45 is a board that has all city all over it yeah that's the one i was showing and 49 is yeah Less. Not much yeah. more open space for, but it's Stalingrad. Still, lots of mm-hmm. lots of city over here. I know they said this gully does not exist by special rule. So, yeah, blew that one. But I think I was kind of close. Yeah, I, was I would think so. There a few go. numbers either way. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Should we talk about this uh, scenario we've been playing? We yeah, just can we sh- show people too? Yeah. Oh, here. Let, let me share my screen. See how this one looks. Oh, we're talking about again right over here. Just played it a little today. Sand spit. <laughs> SS eleven HS HS eleven Operation Watchtower. Billion gazillion overlays. Yeah. And what happens in this, and this board is pretty familiar because we've played quite a few scenarios actually on this little bit with this river here and the effluent. Well, but that was with the historical map of said situation. Yes. But it, it is it is the very famous Matanikau River Mouse. That was it. Yes, I can never remember the name of it. And what happens in this scenario is the Americans are defending and uh, the Japanese have to just get 20 victory points across the effluent. They just need to go to the north. That seems pretty easy. So Dave took the Japanese. This is another one of those night scenarios. So we're starting to get pretty good with night, I think. If I may be supposed to say that. And I, I got a little irritated as I was reading through the rules trying to find some details about <laughs> river because this is a river and i tried to find very close I, I could not determine if you could cross this river or not because in the scenario card it says that it's a river and it's deep and it's flowing north and i thought well if nobody can enter it who cares which way it's flowing mm-hmm why, so why did they and include we found out think if they're going to include that detail, I should be able to go in there. Or you should. But that's not the case, apparently. You can't go in the river. Is that what we determined? Right, because you skipped kind of the line above the line about rivers. It said it's a water obstacle and no one can enter a water obstacle. Yeah. And then you kept reading below about the river and other things about it. And, yeah. I think it's a huge flaw. We felt, we thought, right, like if, what if your soldiers wanted to put a message in a bottle into the river? Yes. And hope it could get out to sea to get help, which direction it would be flowing. Yeah, like if your radio breaks, because there is an OBA in this. If your radio breaks, could you throw a bottle in there and have it get out to the the ship? Yeah, telling them which X to zero in on. So here we are. I played the Americans. I set up with uh, and now these um, these uh, uh, wire counters are preset. I only had one or two that I could move around. So I just reinforced one of the wires along the edge of the ocean because I figured you'd be coming along that way. Just wanted to make a little tough, tougher. And also I included minefields underneath the wire counters. 
we need to be careful. Yeah, which, I, which I did walk into one of them so far. Yeah, and you had a bunch of cloaked units, as we can see down here, and quite a few tanks coming on, these cute little Japanese tanks of yours. And I need to get 20 points across the way, and it can even just be tanks, so Jeff really does want to kill these vehicles. Yeah. And, you know, here's my, so here's my truck sitting here, just kind of sitting there. And as I, every time I look at this now, I think, I wonder why I put that truck there. I don't know. To, to kill all the tanks coming down the breach, down yeah, the beach I don't there. Think, I don't think it's going to happen, one little truck. So, anyway, let's, uh, this is part of the Find way, out. first turn. Dave was moved, moved on his cloaked units. He didn't bring on any vehicles at this time. Because of uh, the nighttime uh, gun flares, the flares. Yes. If you hear a tank flare. Yeah. You didn't so want me to be able yep. to uh, shoot up any flares. I, I range is, is two. So then I came charging into that. And I thought that was a cloaking counter that was empty, but it actually had two squads in it. So Jeff gave me the option of taking it back. I said, no, we'll stick with it. And he hit the mines. And he went under the wire with a three. And then I got a flare. So oh, I yeah. got but up Because if you hit a minefield at night and it uh, breaks the guy or half squads them or stripes them or whatever, then they can start shooting up flares. Yes. So the flare was very nice. Then I opened up with my uh, machine gun in the pillbox that's lined up to be uh, shooting right along that edge where all of the Wonderful fire lane. Yeah. So let's flip through these. Pinned that was pinned. Pin which I think we realized later would not have caused the gun flash to go off or flares. Yeah, pins do not, but it has to be a reduced unit or broken unit, I guess, broken or reduced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't put out no-move counters until we thought we needed them. So we figured out who could now see that guy. Yeah, and, and actually that was... Some more yeah. concealment or cloaking counters. Inching right up, staying out of the light. And coming in from the right, trying to spread out a little, although an OVA is going to do a number on all these guys eventually anyway. That prep fire counter, that looks like, is that the mortar going, Jeff? Uh, <clears throat> yes, I think yeah. so. We can roll those through. You can see I got a, uh, I don't know why that AR is there. I think you let me go back and shoot the mortar out of order. Yeah, I think that's right. Something like that. But Came up with So your... then I bring the tanks up again. They're staying in the dark. Yeah, I sent up two flares. One of them was very far off. Then you brought up a tank. You wanted to kind of cover the river, even though you couldn't go through the river, you wanted to kind of line up along the river and cover that area, which was... Yeah, figured somebody would be opening up. Yeah. So I got finally got my uh, OBA working, and I dropped a spotting round and then converted. Then you advanced out, I think, from under the wire. I don't know how well this is going to play on the audio version of the show, if you're not watching... Oh, right, because we're not naming off the hexes, so. Then I dropped, uh, converted to FFE. It drifted a little bit. It, uh, Which is okay, because it shocked that tank. Yeah, shocked yeah. the tank. It's going to reveal that whole stack of my 10 neg 1, which is in the wrong hex, but there he goes, which had my heavies and mediums in it across the river there. So was your intention with these guys, and maybe you don't want to tell me yet because we're still playing this game, your intention with these guys to just kind of uh, line up along the river to keep everybody on my side pinned down? Yep, try and break anyone that pops up like the yeah. gun, which is going to soon. But having an FFE there is frightening. So then the mortars. David's also. famous mortar stack. If he's got two or more mortars, he puts them all in the same stack, and it's 
it often works often just, really well for them. Often just hit the same X. <laughs> yeah. Just keep flailing away Get at it. It's done quick. So we are placing some um, acquires, which later we realized should not be placed. Jeff realized it. Cross the way. Trying to hit the jungle, because that'll give you the neg one on the results. Yeah, because you... To hit, I have team morale check. When the flares go away, the uh, acquireds go away, so... couple snipers pop up. No snipers, though. Still, I got a lot of rate on those, didn't I? You did, yes. Broke your stack. Cross the river. We just moved that final fire count. <laughs> Out up. of the way. I did that. Right, yeah. Uh, and then that gun opens up and preps. Now, who do you shoot at? You wanted to get the mortar stack, I believe. Yeah, so I shot across at the mortar from that spot i thought that yeah. was a proper spot for that but yeah. you got two tanks out there i thought you should have went for the tank but you heard the mortars were doing damage at that time and then we ended that we did so let me start our other log file which we played just into turn three then there, so one thing in, with the night tactics, I'm trying to, if it's illuminated, just use assault movement so I can keep uh, concealment cloaking, even if it's not concealment terrain, and then advance. So it's a slow move, but you don't have to reveal everything. And you have a lot of cloaking counters that are dummies. So what's the point of having them if they're just going to all run in the open and be revealed? This is six turns to get those points across the way. So you so decided I, to uh, op-fire your uh, oh, mortars. the mortar stack, right, because I felt I didn't want to light everything up yet. And I was going to do that, but I took it off later. Because if I op-fire this killer stack, I'm in the FFE, and <laughs> he means I couldn't move out of the FFE, and that'd be a neg one in the jungle. It's a 100-millimeter American, so I'm going to move out of there. Jeff's going to lay down the... An FFE does cause gun flashes, so the gun flashes fill that whole area. So Jeff wanted to lay those in to remember that. At the top, I went ahead and took that one half squad along the beach toward the half track with the 75 gun. Broke, because Jeff revealed the hidden guy and got him with the neg two plus one knight. First fire. And... Then just taking an IFT shot. Then you oh, get out from under the wire and move ahead, move into a yeah. hex. I had a hip squad in a foxhole along with a leader and a machine gun, a medium machine gun. So that yeah, pops so just back out. Me back. So I revealed the machine gun and the squad. I left the leader hip. Concealed. Uh, concealed. He wasn't. He was no longer hit, but he remains concealed. And the benefit of that, he can gain a neg two on a close combat uh, ambush roll later. And there was. Then Jeff wondered if he didn't reveal him or make him unconcealed, would he still be able to stop the weapons from cowering? And I, I thought he could. Someone can tell us we're wrong or I'm wrong. So then I'm just going to step into the wire. Pull up a tank. Jeff lights up the sky. Leaders can do a star shell at a star shell. Kept the same flare. Yeah. Anytime during the phase, the squads have to do it at the start of these phases once the first one is laid out. So Jeff lights things up. My tank hits the wire and makes a bog check. I think we did it out of order. He asked what that counter was doing there, so we yeah. removed it. He has that hidden group with the AT gun. He opens yeah. that up. Now that second AT gun opens up and takes a shot. <clears throat> Roll Dave's sniper. But the gun did nothing on that. It immobilizes him oh, on yes, the second shot. I was thinking of that other shot. Doubles. No. Not doubles. Multiple hits. Yes, that was Gotta it. Gotta remember, folks, small guns get to roll two to kill numbers on one hit. So then he got the immobilization. They made their task check. Took another tank in. 
it clears the wire on the bog check. If you get a six on your yellow on a clearance or on a bog check, you clear the wire out. So he plows on up the field. Jeff took a shot with his half track, rolled really poorly, <laughs> which is why he's so frustrated, wondering what it's supposed to do. But I think by now it could easily take out two vehicles. One and the first guy to come in sight, and then second one right here. He just rolled horrible. And then, yeah, Jeff's firing at a cloaking counter A that moved into the now where there's no wire, but minefields. Hits with the mines. The guys mostly make it. And I move up some more cloaking counters. Jeff has the fire lane we put down there. We go back and do the morale checks from the fire lane. And a Japanese leader raises the morale of everybody in the hex by one. So that helped a lot. Jeff got a sniper. It goes back to that same area. Pins a squad, I think. Or no, he went for the leader and he was wounded, but he made his wound check. Right. And we realized I rolled two selection die rolls. There are six and a six. So he could also take a sniper attack on the bottom squad, which he pinned. And I'm just, it's it's now illuminated, so I'm just assault moving up the cloakers. And the tank, what just happened to that tank? Oh, you first fired and killed it. Gun, yeah. Killed that. Yeah, good side shot. Tank starts up. It's not in motion, or so it doesn't have the plus two when trying to hit it. All our vehicles are small, so there's the plus one. And I move. Is that Gilligan or Marianne? I'm moving up now. That is the professor, I think. Professor. I like to name my tanks after. Yeah, TV I like sitcoms. You killed Ginger right there in that. <laughs> and you bought there going through wire. Yeah. Is, what are the odds of that? Yeah. It was like nine or ten or more. Nine or more with the the weight and the plus two for wire. The tank. The one comes through. And tried then, to hit with it. Again, rolled poorly. And yeah. And broke the boxcars. Off the gun. Never a happy thing to happen. And you're working your way through there across the effluent again and through the wire. But you bogged there. Yep. Roll the 10 plus two wire. You're still across the effluent, though. Yeah, so you're going to have to kill those tanks. Yeah. So then I final fired at your squad that was adjacent to me and killed them. Vapoed, vaporized. And the other guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah, they, they rolled the snake yeah. eyes. Yeah. So they came back, and we'll see them moving into close combat here in a minute. Yep, and Jeff's going to move the spotting and round over, artillery request. You wanted it to be off, right? I think I did. I wanted it to drift a little bit, and hopefully it, it would have went more to the left. But yeah, but it was okay, and it it just revealed that you had nothing in those. You had four different uh, cloaking counters with cloaking, empty. nothing in them, which is really mean, Dave. Mean. I know. <laughs> so now you know where most the guys have to be more to the left. So then okay. you're. Getting some acquireds there. Those will come off, of course. Yeah. The professor, the skipper, she's firing away. Mr. Howell f fires back on your gun behind the pillbox. And all those acts will go away when the illumination when the goes away. go away. Yep. Ah, it's harder to hit at night, I guess, huh? And you jump that half squad into close combat. And he died. He died. Everyone else just steps up. It I'm on top of the wire. We do. I get sloppy with putting things under the wire and under the foxholes to show they're in the foxholes. Yeah. It is a good thing to do, especially at the end of a game where we're going to stop and pick it up later. So there's no question as to who went underneath. So that's the end of Japanese turn three. We'll see. Jeff's going to have to take out those vehicles. Yeah, it seems it seems kind of tough. I get two AT guns and a half track. And that's it. To take out all of your vehicles. Really? Yeah, but you don't have any bazookas, right? No. No bazookas, no DCs, none of that. So 
We'll see. Have to close combat them or OBA. Yeah. OBA. Yeah. Right. So there we are for that scenario. That's a fun scenario. It's going along well. I'd recommend it. For the listeners on the audio, I'll put both photos up and hopefully it'll make more sense when you can look at both pictures on the on the website. So that'll be a show, Jeff. Yeah, I guess, so I, I do guess that's it, Dave. Then we'll call it a show. We'll call it a show. And we'll be back next time with more stuff. We got yep. some good stuff coming up. We've got some good interviews coming up. Well, about those, we're, but they are coming up. Yes, I need to get on it. Finish off the LC landing craft rules. And got a ton of what's in the boxes. MMP stuff still haven't even got to. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right. This show, we thank you for joining us. We hope you'll come back next time. And we guarantee that you're going to love it. Uh, We certainly hope so. Yeah. So remember to roll low. And rally well. But not when you're playing us. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.